Attention audience, guess what? We're back. Another Friday Films. And this week, we've got a good movie. And, and Eric, I, I think I told you this before, it's like five movies into one. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, Parasite, 2019's Parasite, as we talked about last week, ladies and gentlemen. A Korean film. So Friday Films dipping our toe in the foreign film industry. Um, again, released, released November 8th, 2019, rated R, runtime of two hours and 12 minutes, directed by Bong Joon-ho, also known for Snowpiercer, Mother, a couple other things. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty well-known uh, Korean Korean direct, writer and director, starring Kang Ho-sung, Sun, I'm going to butcher these names, but bear with me, Sun Kyun Lee, and Yo Jong-jo. As, along with several others, unfortunately, I'm not familiar with any of their work. <laughs> no, um, I, I thought I recognized seen, the one, but I was like, nope, she's not the same person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's the same one for me. It's the uh, the wife. No, actually, they all kind of look familiar in different ways. But um, the the Park's daughter, at, at like one scene, uh, I thought gotcha. she was um, from Scott Pilgrim, but it's not the same actress. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it was plus, just the way she looked. Uh, also, it wouldn't have worked because it was years apart. So yeah, yeah, that's like why I was like, years ago. no, I was like, I don't, there's no way. I was like, there was just like one scene where she, she had her hair a certain way. I'm like, hey, it kind of reminds me of her. And then yeah. I was like, no, that's not her. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Bung Jun Ho uh, also did Snowpiercer, which uh, we, we talked about a, a, a while ago back on Random Rambling as something that I, I wanted to see and still hadn't. Um, but I do know that Kong Ho's song is in Snowpiercer as well. So, Apparently him and um, Bong Joon-ho have, have a good relationship back and mm-hmm. forth. Uh, but this movie, man, we're talking four Academy Awards from 2019. Best Picture, uh, Best International Film, Best Screenplay, and Best Director. So this movie cleaned up at the yeah. Academy Awards. I mean, you can definitely tell it deserved a lot of those awards, too. It, it was a yes. good movie. Um if you're one that can read the subtitles and go and go through it, uh, I definitely recommend it before we get into spoilers and on there. We're still in spoiler free, but uh, definitely worth a watch. Um, now I know not everyone's into subtitles cause I explained to my other half when she's like, do you, th- do you think it'd be a movie I'd like? I'm like, if you didn't have to read the subtitles, yeah, I think you would, but I know you don't like reading subtitles. She's like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so I'll just take your word for it. Um, yeah. It's definitely a, uh, uh, subtitles is definitely an acquired skill. Yes, to be able you, to you, read and keep up with what is going on in the scenes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. I honestly, I think my my granny when I was a kid um, died, died. She died years and years ago, but she used to exclusively. I remember when she was babysitting me and my brothers as a kid. She would exclusively watch TV with the volume off and only subtitles. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I have no clue why. But she couldn't watch something unless the volume was off and it was in subtitles. And I hated it because as a kid, you want the noise, you want the excitement, you want the bangs, you know, you want all of that jazz. But anytime she was babysitting us, we were watching TV with 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 subtitles. So I think, honestly, (laughs) me picking up on things with subtitles stems directly from that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, 
I actually you know, got used to it from watching like different Japanese anime, which I think I've mentioned in the Random Random a couple times too. But uh, it, it is it is a, an acquired skill slash taste. I mean, not everyone wants to do subtitles, but for those who do, I, I definitely say give this movie a try as my initial impressions before getting into it because mm-hmm. um, it was good. And I'll explain more about what I said about five movies into one because I'm sure yeah. a couple people were wondering about that. But it's just the the type of movie this was it was classified as what a co- dark comedy comedy something like that you were saying uh dark comedy thriller is, is thriller, what okay. it's, it's genre classification is it's a dark comedy thriller yeah um, um and it definitely fits those two genres but i will say it's it's set up in such an interesting way like if you watch the trailer for this movie which i did not what, get into this movie <laughs> Um, and I mean, I saw the trailer, you know, last year when it, when it was in, when it was in theaters, I remember seeing that and I always thought the trailer really doesn't give anything away, but the way it's set up is a lot. I mean, the movie's dark. There's no two ways around. It's absolutely dark, but the way the trailer sets it up is almost horror esque. And there are elements of this movie that are horror-like even though the entire Mm -hmm. movie uh is not and the entire movie is designed in a way to analyze and represent a societal issue uh within korea and within the world in general Mm -hmm. in a horror-esque vibe which is done really really well you know there's it's 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 so neat there's no supernatural stuff it's all human uh, human issues that are the real horror of this movie which is funny because I'll, I'll say this real quick before we get into it is that not watching the trailer not knowing anything about this movie uh barely even reading the summary when i first went to click on the movie because i didn't feel like enlarging it so that i could read the whole thing i read like the first sentence or two about some boy going to a house i'm like ah, okay it's one of those horror yeah, movies whatever. you know <laughs> it's one of those i i judged it you know reading a book by its cover and I was like, it's the name's Parasite. It's something about a kid going to house. It's probably going to be like a horror movie. It's, you know, there's going to be some weird alien or creature or something that's like feeding off these people. It's going to be a horror movie. And I watched the movie. I'm like, this is nothing like what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just goes to, to show you, no matter what, you should never read a book by its cover because that does not tell you the whole story. Um, but it did, like you said, have different times where it kind of felt like it was a, it was trying to be a horror movie or a, a laughable comedy or a um, dark comedy thriller, like whatever you want to call them. Like it had several categories into one for me, so I really enjoyed that type of movie because it was all blended together very well. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely worth watching. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm. I, I think we need to dive right into spoiler territory. I, I think we've, 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 we've explained enough that this movie is an Academy Award-winning film on several fronts. Um, it, we both very much enjoyed it, and I think it goes without any more saying that this is a movie. At least I definitely recommend, and is is probably my, my probably my favorite movie that we've reviewed so far for season two. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> we'll have yeah. to get into I that mean, a little bit more. And, and don't get me wrong, <laughs> Peanut Butter Falcon was my previous recommendation. That was my previous number one. But uh, this, I think, takes takes that uh, takes that cake from a film perspective. So, um, Jordan, anything else you want to add to it before we 
we dig into it? No. If you haven't seen it uh, and you want to watch it before getting into the spoiler section, go check it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, definitely worth watching. Uh, like I said, even with subtitles and all that, um, definitely worth it. But that's all I got before we get into spoilers. You? And it's spoiler time, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the, si- the awkward pause. The awkward you know pause, yeah. It, it's perfect. <laughs> Make people look down at their uh, their phones to see if it froze for a moment or not. Yeah, yeah. Did, did it stop working? <laughs> did the app close out? What happened? Um, uh, Jordan, thoughts first. Go ahead. Shoot. I, I'm, curi- I'm, curi- I'm very curious where you're at. I, I like I said I really enjoyed this movie. It was not what I was expecting at all when I got into it, and I kept waiting. Like I said, because I was thinking it was a horror movie, I kept waiting for those like horror moments. And then like as the movie kind of started building, which I will say that's the only thing for me is it did have a slower build in the beginning of the movie compared to the tail end of the movie. Like once you hit that halfway mark, the the tail end is a lot faster paced. Mm-hmm. Um, that is true. But the movie in general was paced very well. Uh, so I won't say that the movie was so slow that I was like checking my watch or anything like that. I mean, I had to pause it multiple times for note taking, but that's mainly because I was trying to keep up with the subtitles, um, which wasn't that big of a deal to me. But the build up was a little bit slower, and that would be my only downside to the movie i mean uh, you know subtitles out because that's not really a downside to me but it can be mm-hmm. to others uh but it did have a little bit the the full-on pace was well done but the build-up was a little bit slower in the beginning compared to the tail end just because you go through things really fast um i loved the characters um from beginning to end uh all of them kind of had like their their different take, and even though it, it took place during a, a certain set time frame, you kind of could see the characters develop in a slightly different way, each to their own, which was well well done. Um, but I really like the style. You know, like I said in before, is it went from a comedy to a dark comedy to like there was a scene that reminded me like it was supposed to be from the movie It, and I was like, oh man, is this my horror movie? I've been waiting for this whole yeah, movie. I got like uh, one scene. I'm like, I love it. It's creepy. The guy in the basement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you get to like towards the end, it's it's changing to a little bit more action, a little bit more like thriller. Like what's going on? This guy snapped. This guy's doing this. It's like there's a lot going on. And then it comes back down to a good ending uh, with like narration from the characters. You know, it, it. I think it was a well done paced movie, and I really like the fact that it opens and closes on that same window. I thought that was really, really cool, especially with everything that goes on during the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. Uh, the thing that this movie did such a great job of, and I, I said it before we got into spoiler territory, is the horror elements are entirely human, which I think is the the scary parts are all human base and that's the thing i love like the whole idea of this and the movie being called parasite is this one you know lower class family is essentially leeching off this rich family without them knowing yeah um and then halfway through the movie you find find out there's someone even lower than them 
that is doing the, the same thing. Yeah. that is doing the same thing. And the whole the symbolism in this movie is is evident everywhere from um, just where the the protagonist family lives, the Kims, um, where they live. They live in this this you know rinky dink apartment, cockroach infested place with a small window that just looks above the ground. Um, you know the lowest of the low, essentially, until halfway through the movie, this other family literally lives underground in this hidden place under the rich people's house. No one knew so, about. <laughs> so there's a there's a third level of class there in that movie, and you start seeing how the the and this gets into the horror aspect, the horror elements of of, of human nature, where you're. You, you think of yourself as better than the people below you. You mm-hmm. had this rich family who's very, very nice, but it's said by, like, the mom of, uh, of, uh, of the Kims, you know, they're only nice because they can afford to be. Yeah. You know, they're not really nice. It's the money that makes them seem nice. Um, and then you start seeing how that's true, where this rich family is talking badly about the help which is this other family that they had hired in um, very con artist way, which that was really cool. We'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, you know, talking about the dad in particular, how he, he smelled, he, you know, never crossed the line, but always came close. It was very talking down on them uh, in that way. And then towards the end, when that other family's discovered in the basement, the dad is talking down to them, you yeah. know, when they're having that conversation where the guy's been in hiding because he's been in debt to loan sharks and this, that, and the other thing. Dad's like, well, that's your fucking problem. You know, he's like, listen, I'm low, but I've never been in debt to a loan. Sh-, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's that con those different levels of, of people always use, always use somebody else's misfortune to elevate their own status and make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's just general humanity. But this also dives into the class system, which is structured a little bit differently. Um, and I've never been to Korea. I've, 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 I know some, some, some friends that are of Korean heritage, uh, but I've never been there. So I have no idea what the societal, societal issues or anything are. But I like to think that this movie is a take on whatever might be happening over, um, mm-hmm. over in Korea, at least to well, at least to a certain point. But I love this just, movie, man. Uh, not just so there, deep. but in, in so general, when just you in have the world. Yeah, yeah. In, in the world in general, you have unfortunately different level systems, um, and you'll have the different people that fit those levels or don't, even though they're placed in them. Um, you know, there are going to be the nicer, high level, rich people that you know, are there because they have the money, but not because they put themselves there. You know, like they use their wealth to help advantage other people and not make themselves better. Just like you're going to have the opposite. Um, but I mean, that being said, that that does set a nice tone for this movie because you had those different classes kind of competing um, throughout the whole movie. And like you said, in this movie, the rich people, they seem very, very nice. But as you start watching closely at how little things affect their perspective. For example, the fact that they had a really good driver, but he was young, which wasn't a big deal, and a, a good housekeeper, um, 
But then when the the new family, the Kim, start coming in one by one, which I loved, by the way, that it went from like a family of grifters sneaking their way into this house by taking out the previous workforce in this house. But when you think about it, the the daughter made the the driver seem like he was having sex with with whoever in the back seat of the boss's, the boss's car. car yeah which was not the case had they gone and actually talked to him you know they probably would have found out at the very beginning that hey something's up but instead they're like yeah just let him go come up with some excuse We're we just don't, we don't want him excuse. yeah, yeah. you're like wow and then you're like okay well maybe the driver wasn't hasn't been around a lot and it just didn't work out but the housekeeper that's been there since they moved into the house beforehand the fact that they had to make it a little harder to get rid of her by faking that she had what, tuberculosis. Or tub- I can't pronounce things. T- tuberculosis. TB, yeah. yeah. Um, to force her out of the house. And instead of them being like, oh, no, can we, you know, is there something we can do to help you and all that? They're like, no, no, we don't want you around the family anymore. Get out of here. You've been here for years, but no. Now that we know, get out. Yeah, everyone's, like, wow. everyone's, everyone's expendable. Everyone's yeah. disposable. Um, yeah. So it does kind of paint that picture in this movie uh, but it, it it's funny how how they get in you know and and then they were clever you know the boy went in just to a tutor thing because his friend gave him the jobs they look this is something to help you guys out uh, which would be my only thing is i wondered whatever happened with the friend i mean granted i know the friend's character was only there to kind of get the story going yeah. But I would have liked to seen what would happen between the the two boys. Like, had he come back and realized after everything was all said and done, you know, I would have liked to seen that drama. But it didn't really matter story wise. Uh, but to see the boy go in, do his thing, like, hey, you need a an art teacher. I know someone, and then bring the sister in, and they're like, oh, we need to get dad in as a driver. Okay. Yep. And then, oh, we get mom in as the housekeeper. Like, I loved how it was, like, one after another. And I'm like, that was kind of some of the comical side of things to me. Uh, Just the way that that section of the movie was a little bit more comical. Like, it was filmed a more comical way. Like, even though there was some drama and, like, thriller style to it. There were jokes and stuff being drawn. There was a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it was kind of like the lighter side of the movie. And that was also a, a setup as well that was changed halfway through the movie because my thought process with with that setup occurring was that this was going to become uh, a replacement thing because when you know when they're getting the mom involved and they set up that fake company mm-hmm. you know the care the daughter is asking for you know this family's their, their the title person, yeah, their personal information their identification numbers all of this and here I am I'm going all right this is this is replacements what's going to happen these people are going to become the new parks you know they're just going to take the house from them yeah they're just going to take everything from them because they've got all the paperwork you know or kill them and you know take their place whatever they are i don't know where i don't know where this is going but that's what's going to happen yeah i got that feel too when they were when they were building up to that point yeah um and then it, it doesn't go that way because we have the introduction of the old housekeeper coming back yeah. And revealing the basement where her husband had been for over four years. Yeah. He had been hiding out in these rich people's basement in this secret, you know, bomb shelter uh, that the that the owners didn't know about. And and this is where it gets very interesting and, and, and it gets into another another depth when it comes to its statement on on 
uh, a class society is these people, you know, these the basement folk I'm going to refer to them as are, uh, which is classist in of itself. <laughs> I realize this, but for the sake of the movie and me mispronouncing Korean names, the basement folk. Yeah, I, I had trouble keeping um, up with all their names through my notes, so I was just like, especially when they started calling them like Jessica and Kevin. I'm like, that's not their yeah. names. That's just what they're calling them in the movie. <laughs> so, but I'm going to use that's those. Their, that's their worker names. Yeah. Um, but uh, they, 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 they talk about how, you know, this is where I talked about they have the conversation of the loan shark, but the, the husband that's been hiding out in the basement all this time is totally loyal to this rich family that he's been living below without their knowledge to the point that he knows when the father comes home, he activates the, the lights that they think are motion. The family thinks are motion centered lights, but it's really him down below activating the lights as, as, as the father passes to kind of honor him for providing him with this, with this lifestyle below the basement Mm -hmm. and the food that the wife, you know, that the uh, housekeeper sneaks to him and all of this. And it's, it's such an interesting take on, on it's, it's like almost like groveling before the King type stuff, Mm -hmm. but the King doesn't know you exist. Yeah. You know, I also kind of got that feel, especially towards the end of the movie and and granted anybody who's like down in a, bunker for four years without any type of social experience other than little bits here and there I mean, you can kind of see where it starts to drive him crazy towards the end of the movie but like you, it, it's crazy to watch uh, he, he shows the respect which is hysterical and then even the, doing the morse code where like he like mm-hmm. tries to send messages to him not that any of them really know except for the little boy yeah uh, morse code but who had um, seen him once and his was traumatized yeah, yeah from a go yeah yeah, which was hysterical when they brought that back. Even though they weren't going for comedy, the fact that they brought mm-hmm. that back as his uh, tra- his trauma essentially yeah. around again at the end of the movie was I thought was pretty good setup. But um, like I said, this guy, I mean, he seems real loyal and all, but you start to see that he's also not quite there. No. Uh, it, like being underground for so long is kind of messed with him mentally that it, it's almost comes into like a blind loyalty, I guess. Like we had talked about in um, our previous movie, that, that blind faith in a way, it's almost like he is so obsessed with his loyalty to this, you know, Mr. Parks and the, and the family. They don't even know he's there. No one knows he's there except for the old housekeeper. Um, but he's like almost obsessed with it. Uh, but you start to see that kind of unravel towards, as you know, things build up towards the end of the movie, he starts just yeah. like losing it. And yeah, it's, as it, his as his wife is killed when they when the when the yeah. when the Kims kick her down the stairs and are trying to cover things up as the Parks are coming home, you know they're trying to cover everything up and hide right after this new family was 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 revealed and the whole you know the whole house fight and everything, which the cover up scene and them hiding under the the tables and the and the sneaking out of the house stuff that was that was all really neat to neat to see, um, and during that is when you know you start seeing. The, the unraveling of the, the the husband that had been in the basement, you know. Yeah, yeah. His wife dying and, and, and him snapping, essentially. Yeah. And then you just him hollering respect all the time. 
towards yeah. the end. Yeah. I think that was that was great. Um, yeah, slamming his head in, head into the wall, into the lights for the Morse yeah. code and everything. Um, but crazy. I mean, at, at the same time, you could see the build up. But it was at that point when when he had to watch his his wife pass away. Uh, purely by accident i mean it was not the intentions for at this point for anybody to be murdered but it was just trying to cover up to find a, a peaceful way out of it uh that didn't go that way but that watching his wife uh and him like not be able to go help her not do anything i think that's what finally set him off yeah uh to the point where he just wants to go after this family um later on but and the the parallel to this man is there's a second snap that occurs at this at this same moment in the film you know when 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 this husband snaps uh and we see that we're not done dealing with this basement family even though they're tied up and locked in the basement and the kims have have you know escaped for the moment uh unseen this is where you see the son and the father break as well when they when yes. they, they they go back home and their home, their home has been flooded with sewage water, and they're scrambling to get, you know, whatever may be of, of value to them. And, and the son finds the rock that his friend gave him, uh, the scholar rock, which 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 is believed to, you know, bring wealth to your family. And in and a way, the it had. In there was great. Yeah, too. exactly. And in a way, it had, um, and it will <laughs> when we get to the end of the film. But, um, you know, he he. You know, they're at essentially the homeless shelter or what I, what I would imagine would be the homeless shelter. And, you know, they're scrambling and the father has this great monologue about this is why this is why you don't have plans, because yeah. if you have plans, things will go wrong. You'll be disappointed. You'll fail. You can never fail if you have no plan. Yeah, I think it was you know? it was something along the way is like, you know, um the plan that always works is not to have a plan because life doesn't always go according to plan. Yeah. It, it yeah. was something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which, which is an interesting way to, to, to live, but it is a unfulfilling way to live. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a sign of, it's a sign of having given up. But the one thing that the dad does is, you know, the, the daughter and son, you know, both have, you know, what are we going to do about this other family? And dad's like, I have a plan. I'll, you know, I'll t- I have a plan. I will take care of this. Yeah. And doesn't share anything with them. And the son also has a plan. And this is where you start seeing the shift happen with them where it's not, you know, I can have this life. I can be like this family. Because the father is ready to kill the 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 rich the rich dad mm-hmm. you know to take his life the son is preparing to kill the basement husband so that he knows his family will never ever have to be that way so each of them is fighting against their own interpretation of 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 class um in their own way which which i absolutely love that dynamic and they're both going about what they want the wrong way, mm-hmm. which leads them to not get it. Um, and, and the way everything wraps up with the whole fight at the end of the, of the son being not beaten, basically beaten within an inch of his own life by his own rock, by the, by the crazy, crazy basement husband. Yeah. Um, 
and you think he's dead. And that was a horrible scene of the yeah, thing I, around I, his neck and the dragging. And the, oh, yeah, I, I definitely did not think he was going to make it. Like, no, I, I, I thought as, he was gone. That led up, especially when they literally throws the rock onto his head. For like, the they, second I, time. The yeah. second time, yeah. And you just see his um, finger twitching. You know, yeah. I'm like, he ain't right. No, and that, <laughs> that whole scene, uh, which was a good scene, like the way the not to get too graphic but the way the like the blood was kind of like coming out from underneath them which you definitely made it think like he was dead and like i guess the uh, one of the jars of juice of something that he grabbed uh mm-hmm. grabbed out and was drinking and threw down the ground like the way the the two were mixing it all you're like the scene is set up that this guy is not getting back up yeah um yeah, no, he's, he's he's gone and like during the chaos of the fight outside in the yard during the party where uh, he's going after um, the basement kills, husband is going after yeah, with a knife. And you kind of look in the chaos. You kind of see the uh, Park's daughter, um, whose name I can't remember off the top of hand, dragging the boy out of the party. I'm like, well, I mean, he's either dead and she's just dragging a dead boy out, or he's maybe not as dead as we think he is. Um, and the way that the story kind of shifts from him to the father, as far as like the main character, uh, mm-hmm. of the, of the Kims, um, was kind of neat because that you get at this point, you start seeing where it's shifting at first. It was following the boy and then the family comes in. So they're all happy family, but the story is kind of still following the boy to a point, And then you start seeing it shift between, you know, the father and the other characters a little bit more as the movie goes. But at this point in this big fight, you see it transition over to the father and you're following the father as the main character. So you're making it seem like, okay, well, the son's been beaten with a rock. He's not going to make it. The daughter is stabbed and bleeding to death on the ground. She's not going to make it. Um, it, it. You start seeing him snap, mm-hmm. which was good. Uh, it was a good scene. And then he just disappears. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? And then yeah. it transitions back to the boy in his monologue, waking up at the hospital, which was back to being com- comical. It was like yeah, a, a lighter human. Yeah. The te- detective's like, dude. <laughs> he's trying to read the Miranda rights over and over. So do I have to say yeah. it again? He keeps yeah. laughing. Do I have to say it again? But then you've, you've got that little montage where the mom and the, and the, and the son, you know, uh, get off with, pro- they're basically get probation. Cause the only thing they were guilty of was, uh, you know, fraud and, and forging mm-hmm. documents and a thing. Um, nonviolent crimes. Cause which is true. Even though the son intended to kill the person in the basement, he, he did. never did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And there's no evidence that he ever attempted to. Yeah. Um, but you've got this montage where you see they're mourning over the daughter being dead and, and having no clue where the dad is. And, you know, the son being followed by by the, the, the you know, police and the agents. And finally, when the dust settles and, you know, the news stories go away and they stop being tailed, he goes back to the house to kind of look in on the new family that's that's moved in because he's still kind envious. Of connected. He's still connected and he's still envious of that life, the life that mm-hmm. he always felt him and his family should have. And then he sees the light flickering. Yes. Which is Morse code. His father is now the man in the basement. Yes. Con- tr- doing the Which... Morse card, attempting to communicate with anybody. Alexa? Stop. What is she doing? She she just wants to be part of the podcast. She just wants to be part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I like that that uh 
I guess symbolism there too, because you know I talk about the fact that you know the boy being you know holding onto that rock, and he even makes the comment about how the rock clings to him. Yeah. Then he gets beaten up by the rock to almost death, which was crazy symbolism there. But then you have the realization, like you said, between the fathers, the basement husband who came out, tried to kill the Kims, and gets stabbed with a, a shish kebab, essentially, and then the Kim's father killing Parks and realizing he has now put himself in that position that the other father was in. He, you know, is, he, he didn't want to be in that position, but now he is. Now he's got to hide in the basement. Yep. And he realized that like, as he's escaping, he's like, there's only one place I can go. And it's like that one place I didn't want to go. His actions um, have put him in the same, in, in, yeah. in the same class as what he was trying to avoid. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, it was an interesting turnaround. Um, and just like when I mentioned the, the beginning and the end of the movie, this, this family, all in all, you know, they were in this horrible basement house that they just wanted to get out of, you know, like where, and especially after that flood, that whole flood scene, like that whole night. It was hard night, to watch, man. That was so. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that, that whole night, because you start off with the family, the Kims at the house because the parks are gone on a camping trip and they've got the whole house themselves. And you're like, man, this is cool. And I kept waiting. I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? Who's going to walk in? I was like, they're living the life because they got the whole house themselves and do whatever. That was awesome. And then the um, old old housekeeper comes in. I'm like, oh, great. And I'm like, that's cool. They can cover it up. Everything's good. And then it was like one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Then there was the whole fight between the two families. You know, the fact that you have the old house uh, um, housekeeper and her husband hiding in the basement who are just trying to survive. And, you know, the Kims are going to call the police. And then they realize that the Kims are all conning them. So then the housekeeper was going to call the madam, And it was like back and forth. And then they finally, everyone gets home. They're hiding. Um, and they finally sneak out and you're like, everything's okay. Cool. We're good. Everything's calm. Now the situation's settled. We'll figure the rest out. Then you had that horrible scene where the wife passes away, which sets off the other guy. And then you have this storm that's still going, which, by the way, I loved the scenes of the storm when the Kims are just sitting there watching it from the backyard. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And of them running through the streets, too. Uh, yes. During yeah. Escape. All of that. I mean, the rain yeah, coming down on, the, on these tightly packed buildings, you know, mm-hmm. slowly but surely as they as each as they move through each scene, you see um, them move through the different levels of the class system you know yeah, they become they keep going they get lower and down, lower yeah. and lower the buildings become rattier and rattier and rattier until you're at the bottom which is where they are and it's completely flooded and and that the symbolism for that's phenomenal you know and the symbolism for the actions the the, the fight that just occurred is that family had hit rock bottom and it was mm-hmm. represented by their home literally hitting rock bottom as well. You know, their life as they know it, what little they had being taken away from them, you know. And, and the symbolism there is it's it's all over the place. But the, the true wrap-up to this, which I, I did really enjoy, is, you know, the father ended up becoming what he was trying to avoid, you know the guy in the basement, mm-hmm. the guy leeching off 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 somebody else because he has no other option to do so, and the son 
learns that there is only one way to get out of a situation successfully and to live the life you want to live. And that is to have a plan to go through the system, to do things the right way, which is what he does. He sends Morse code back to back Morse code back to his father, telling him, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to school. I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to buy that house. Mom and I are going to be in the, you know, be in the front yard and all you have to do is walk up the stairs, you know? Yeah. And no, no frame of reference, mind you, for how long this took. Years, I'm sure, because it's very important to note that that other guy was in there for more than four years. Yes. Yeah. So, well, no denying, you know, that before the son was able to become successful, the father had to suffer through this life in order to learn his lesson you know Mm -hmm. just like the son had to suffer through the recovery and the trials and tribulations of what it takes to become successful from nothing because he literally came from nothing to become successful he had to live through that in order to get the life that him and his family eventually you know what he thought his family deserved and if I'm not mistaken, I think they hit on at some point that essentially Park uh, or Mr. Park did the same thing. I mean, he worked his way up yeah. with all these different discoveries and, and like stuff, his creations, whatever uh, he, he was. I can't remember exactly. He was supposed to be like the head of some type of tech business or something. I can't remember. But he worked his way to that point to live that life. Yeah. Um, and I think that the son finally gets that. But I also like that during that notes back and forth between him and his dad through Morse code and all. Uh, even though he makes it to that house and buys that house at the end, the story still ends back when he's writing the note sitting under that windowsill, which is where the whole movie started. And I, yep. I liked that wraparound because even though he got to that point, it still wraps the story back to where he was. I mean, even during all this, they work the way up the con these, this family, they get into this house, they're living lifestyle. They end up right back to where they were, if not lower, and realize that you can't do it that way. You have to do it the right way to be able to stay in that life stable. Um, and, and that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you could be a con artist. Yeah, you can steal kind of money and, and live the life, but then at what cost? Yeah. You know, it, it, doing it the right way, you earn your way up there to be there and to stay there if you choose. Yeah. There's there's also so, there's also a different approach that I looked at, a different analysis that you could take away from this. Um. And the thing I love about movies is the thing a lot of art art people love about art, I'm sure. I, I, I'm not an artist. I you know can appreciate a painting, but I don't look into the deeper meaning of it. If it's a sunshiny sky, it's a sunshiny sky. I get that. <laughs> you know, I have no vision for, for, for that, but I do have a vision for film and what film makes me feel. So another thing that I, I, I saw potentially pull from this is both father and son at the end of this movie ended up becoming what they hated. You know, the son never mm-hmm. wanted to become, you know, like the family, a rich snob that talked, talked down to everybody. And during the conversation he had with the sister or with the, with his, the, the daughter of the parks in the room is, you know, do I belong here? I don't belong here. You yeah. know, he, he, he was afraid to become like that. 
the father was afraid to become like the basement husband. Both of them ended up becoming what they were afraid to be at the end yeah. of the movie, which is which says something in of itself, uh, which is great. But let's all right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep for a little bit before we get close to wrapping. This movie has so many you know meetings and societal impacts and, and class based stuff and it's super super yes. deep. But one of the things I loved, which I, I touched on briefly with the the rainfall scene, and, and you did as well, the visuals in this movie. From, yes, from, the visuals from the creepy great. staircase face to the yep, to the I was gonna get to that yeah to the rain. Um, it was just so well done. Um, mm-hmm. And the music too, man. The, the the music yes. was designed so perfectly. The use of sound, when there was no sound, when there was sound, the 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 comical music that was playing during certain very tense parts, just to kind of make give it a little little edge of awkwardness, which worked incredibly mm-hmm. well. Um, and it's just so well done, so well done. And, and you mentioned the the imagery. Um, when we talked about the different class systems and all the imagery they used fits it very well because obviously when they have their small place in, in the you know lowest streets and the, even during that whole thunderstorm where they're getting down to that point and everything's flooded out and i was like i'm watching these guys trying to or the family trying to get through the house trying to grab their stuff while it's like the titanic the the, the their whole place is almost completely underwater um <clears throat> but then i mean you, you sit there and you look at how I don't want to say bad because you know I know people have to live in styles like uh, lifestyles like that, but it, it has that feel where you, you know you feel horrible for these people living there and you feel like kind of down if you were in that situation. Versus the house, the Parks house, which has got that more um, better feeling. You know, they're they got this nice rich area. I mean, they've got this perfect yard where when the light hits it, it's like magical and even when there's a storm coming through the lightning and all it's like super awesome watching like the the boys sleep in the tent outside and it has like these huge different uh visual aspects to it too even all that being said i think one of my favorites is not just the scene where you see the creepy guy stick you know stick his head up from the basement when um uh, the mom's talking about the boy's trauma but that wall in general multiple times throughout this whole movie when you see that wall it's like a mystery Mm -hmm. you see all of the wine bottles and glasses on the wall lit up and then the hallway going down into the basement is just pitch black and now there i think at the beginning there's a couple times where it lights up automatically when someone's going down um or at least they make that impression but most of the movie especially from like halfway on excuse me that hallway is always pitch black and it's got that horror feel to it, like what lurks below. Uh, and I think that was like one of my favorite visual um, keys to the whole movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Even like the, the front yard during the daytime when the sun's shining or at nighttime when the storm's going, that was all really cool, the way it lit up the whole house. Uh, and I know they talked about the previous owner of the house being some type of architect that designed the house, yeah. which was really cool too. Uh, so it definitely kind of has that vibe to it. Uh, and like you said, the the storm, the lighting, and the music throughout the whole storm when they're going through everything, um, all of it was really, really done well. But my favorite is that basement stairwell with the way it was all lit up. It's you know it just 
lighting from the the bottles of wine everything on the on the wall was like perfect it wasn't too bright it wasn't too dark but it created that dark tunnel that i think made that scene where he's sticking his head up uh, so much better it left things open to the imagination in a very in a very scary way as well even though mm-hmm. once you get to the point where you realize this isn't a horror film even though it kind of is oh yeah yeah um, even when you get to the basement you're like well the basement's really not that scary but when you're looking at that stairwell down it gives it like that horror impression but then you get to the basement like well there's nothing scary down here at all yeah just a trap door to a, a bunker where some guy's been living underneath the house for four years that's scary <laughs> not scary at all um, but no, I, I could talk all day about this movie, man, but it, it's just, no, it's, yeah. it is phenomenal across the board. It, it was leaps and it miles. Is. Like I, I went into, went into this movie knowing that it had won Academy Awards, um, knowing that it was highly regarded, but only having ever seen the trailer and being like, I'd watch that, you know, um, having finally watched it, it is deserving of every ounce of praise it has gotten. You know, yeah, and and it it is in a, it is it is in a league with with other phenomenal movies, you know, it's great. It it's is great. Not knowing anything about the movie, jumping into it, um, I definitely can say the same thing. It it is by far a great movie. Both acting too, because we never really hit on the actors, but I think they do a great job acting throughout the whole movie. Um, the visual aesthetics, the uh, audio for the music, everything all in all was really, really good. The feel of the movie, the pace from beginning to end, even that little bit slower build up, but huge roller coaster of a ride towards the end, the different feels to the movie. You know, like I talk about like the categories, the horror, the comedy, all of that was well done and well placed. So even though that at times it felt like a horror movie, times it felt like a comedy, sometimes it felt like a thriller, it wasn't off putting. Mm-hmm. It blended together very, very well. Uh, and I, like I said at the beginning, it made me feel like I had, I was watching like four or five different types of movies all in one. Uh, all in all, yes, definitely a great, great movie. That being said, I don't know if I'd put it above Peanut Butter Falcon. That's a <laughs> tough call for me because I really, really enjoyed Peanut Butter Falcon. But I, I mean, they're like neck to neck to me. I, I, I mean, I can see how you put it above them. That is totally uh, it, fair. This man. was a great, great movie. But I, I have trouble just because I really enjoyed Peanut Butter Falcon. Peanut Butter Falcon um, was, as I, as I will say it again, just like I said in the last review, Peanut Butter Falcon was a magical movie. It was, was a it very magical film, um, and and I still hold to that. This movie just did something different for me. The way this movie was structured, the way I can see that it was it was filmed and the the layers of it. Peanut Butter Falcon had mm-hmm. had layers, but this movie is has some <laughs> has some serious layers. Despite the metaphor of the, you know the class system going into that as well, um, uh, I, and I just loved I loved digging through this movie. You know every every scene every scene there was something else to to look at to interpret to mm-hmm. analyze um and, and it just it just did something different for me and, and and i really i really really enjoyed that but i do agree it, i'm not going to knock anybody i mean peanut butter falcon was my favorite that should be that should be a lot of people's favorite movie of 2019 um and it's as of now my number two <laughs> <laughs> well and like i said i i can see how this could be number one because this was 
uh, like we said multiple times, amazing movie, and it's got multiple stories into one, um, which I think a lot of people can relate to in some way. So it it is a very tough contender to Peanut Butter Falcon, and I think it really just comes down to the style of movie that a viewer enjoys. Um, if you are going to watch a movie just for the action, or just for the actors, or just for the story, or just for the comedy. Whatever your reason is to get into the cinematic adventure, uh, I think helps define the kind of movies you enjoy. So I can see both of these movies being on the top of the list for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And neither one would be right or wrong. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I I, I agree uh, wholeheartedly. Um, so as far as, as far as trivia, when I was, when I was looking at this movie, there's not a lot that I, I super want to touch on. Um, when I was looking, of course, there's a lot about, we went over the awards and everything that it won and, and, and things like that. But one other thing that I think is interesting, and this kind of goes into the design aspect that we briefly talked about there towards the end. Um, in January of 2020, uh, Bong Joon-ho released a black and white version of this film, uh, really, yes, at 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 different uh, different festivals and whatnot, and thinking about that, I would love to see this movie in black and white, uh, because of the exact reason that the director said he said he he wanted to do a black and white version of this film after it released because he felt black and white would more accent the differences between the families in this movie. And I agree. I'm thinking of looking at that rain scene, the flooding apartment scene in black oh, in yeah. black and white. How awesome that would look. Awesome not being the right word, but but how No, no, I know what you mean. As far as the visual aspect. Yeah, how much more of a level and, of depth it would add just being in black and white. And same well, with and, seeing and the, the house, pristine too. whiteness of the house. You know? Yeah, I was gonna say the whole house in general, especially the we talked about the stairwell to the basement, all of that. Yeah. The I refer to those scenes because of the lighting in, in color. It would be interesting to go back and see that in black and white. So that, I mean, that would be one where I would go back and rewatch this movie in black and white just to see if it, I got a different feel from, yeah. from the movie. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, if, I can see that. Yeah, I'm, if I can get, a, if I can get a hold of a black and white uh, version of this, I will absolutely be watching it again in black and white. Cause I think it'll add a different layer of, uh, a de- of, of depth to it so with that said anybody listening if you watched the black and white version of this film for the love of god go to at hoodoo presents and let me and jordan know what you thought of it especially if you enjoyed it um and where to find it yeah and where and, yeah and where you get a hold of it even though i've done no research on that so it could be on the dvd i have no idea <laughs> yes, that's true <laughs> we watched it via hulu uh, but uh yeah i mean not not much else in, as as far as trivia you can you can you can dig into it for yourself if you want to you want to look into some of the other films that the the um the the various actors were from and and some of uh Bong Joon-ho's other work mm-hmm. but it was just great i just i just enjoyed it so that being said obviously i know the answer it is a rewatchable movie 100%. and i assume i didn't check that watch. being said you didn't check the watch <laughs> didn't check so the, pass watch. the watch test okay <laughs> pass the watch test 
Well, then that, that pretty much says it. Usually the movies that we enjoy, it seems like you never check the watch at all. So that, that's always a good thing. <laughs> that's not true. Some of, um, them I, some of them I do just because they get slow, if they have slow parts in the middle. Or, you know. uh, that's true. That's true. And I, I kind of wondered with, like I said, the, the pace of this movie in the beginning, but it wasn't really as slow as I make it sound. It just was slower compared to the end. It was still a good paced movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wondered if anything, it would have been towards the beginning of the movie. I felt like would be the time that you would do your watch check just because <laughs> it, it had a little bit slower of a build up, but it was, still wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I honestly, I would rewatch it again too, especially in black and white. I don't know if I'd go back and rewatch it now in color. Cause like, just like, um, the last movie it, I got what I needed out of the movie watching it one time through, yeah. um, the story and everything else, but I would like to watch it in black and white just to, for that overall different feel to the movie i know? would man and just to, just to see i would analyze this movie up and down i mean i could mm-hmm. yeah i could write a i i could write a paper on this movie hell i i won't because i'm lazy but i <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like i could <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right well with that being said since there's not much more trivia let's uh let's wrap this up and get into what our next movie is going to be Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us for this episode of Friday Films featuring Bong Joon-ho's Parasite from 2019. Obviously, we very much enjoyed this film and we want to know what you thought of this film. So go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Hoodoo Presents to let us know. Once again, you can always submit your, your recommendations for other films for us to watch and review there as well. Jordan and I are always, always keeping an eye out for any, any interesting recommendations. Um, with that said, our film for next week, we're kind of sticking with the same more indie, dark, obscure themes that we've been going with for the last couple of weeks. And I've been really, really writing on this or really, really digging this. So next week we're sticking with Hulu again with the art of self-defense. 2019 Jesse Eisenberg film, uh, yet another dark comedy about the about toxic masculinity. It seems so. Uh, watch that with us. We'll be back next week to review that. Back to you, Jordan. I, I will agree with you real quick. I do enjoy the uh, types of movies we've been watching lately, like the darker comedies and the um, more. I don't like saying story driven movies, but the ones where they have more of an art feel to them. They're the thinkers versus just. Yeah, versus just like action-based movies. Like, don't get me wrong, I love all the movies we've we've watched so far during the season. But the thinkers make you kind of, in my opinion, enjoy the adventure more than just crazy explosions or you know laughing because of the the comical um, back and forth between actors. I mean, all of that makes really good movies. But the thinking mm-hmm. part of it, I think, you dealt you dive deeper into a movie that um, you don't normally do when you're just watching a comedy or something that you don't look at the, the minor details or the little things. So I've definitely been enjoying the movies we've been doing lately. Mm -hmm. Um, So that being said, hopefully we'll see everyone next week with um, you said the art, the art of of self-defense. Okay. Available on. I know we just talked about it before recording. So it's, it's another movie that the trailer looks really good. But I'm excited to see how that one goes. Uh, But I guess until then, let the credits roll.